The Tefl Commute, Season 9, Episode 6, Songs About Teaching. Here we go. everybody and welcome to the TEFL Commute. This is a podcast for language teachers that's not about language teaching, but the topic seems to always come up. I'm your host, Lindsay Clanfield, and uh, this episode we're doing, uh, we're returning to a format that we like to do once every season, and that's the round table format. So here we've gathered all the hosts present and past of uh, TEFL Commute, um, as, as well as our producer, James. We're all uh, around a virtual table, um, and we're going to be having a discussion about songs and teaching and teachers and education and how these things are portrayed in popular music. Um, so let's, first of all, I'm going to I'm gonna go around the table. I'm going to ask everyone to introduce themselves and talk about music in their in their life, what kind of like how important is music? How much should they pay attention to songs and so on and so forth? So let's get started. Uh, Sean, why don't you start us off? Hi, Lindsay. How important is music? Hi. It's a deep question to get going, isn't it? How important is music? No, no, hello. Just no, talk, hello. Talk about music. No. <laughs> how you been? <laughs> well, musically speaking, um, music uh, is something um, that gets less and less important to me as I get older. That, that's the significant answer to that one. Given that, uh, in, you know, about 40 years ago, I was a DJ. Um, the music played a very wow. important part of my life. Uh, now, it's something that uh, has a, it's, it's a background thing now. I think it's been supplanted by podcasts, actually. Because I used okay. to, like, I, I prefer when I'm walking or out or stuff like that, listening to podcasts than I do to music. So I used to buy tons of it, and now I barely listen to it. And I've got, the older I've got, the more classical I've got as well. <laughs> okay all right that, that sounded like two wonderful grammar sentences i used to uh -huh. yes yes and the more i grow oh we should have set it up now you've I... ruined it and you, now at the end we're going to say what structures did we use in today's podcast <laughs> all right carrie welcome carrie welcome back hi hi everyone um so this is kind of one of those confessions elt confessions i'm not really that into music uh, dun, dun, I hate dun, dun. saying that. <laughs> I always feel like really sheepish about that. I think I'm a hearer of music rather than a listener. Ooh. And I'm really happy to just listen or, listen or hear other people's music. So I kind of have, I gave up quite early on choosing my own music and chose, <laughs> chose other people's music to listen to instead so, so, so we picked people. you we picked you we picked a great episode to have you come on our round yeah. table <laughs> it's not it's not as bad as james's crime of not liking games though is it i mean like uh, you know, yeah i don't yeah, i don't i don't Sorry, like what? music i just don't <laughs> i'm like you i like the spoken word when i'm kind of in the car on my own or when i'm walking the dog i'd rather spoken word than music and I don't know. It's kind of, it's there. It, it's other people's soundtracks. And it's not, I don't like it. It's just, I can never, ever remember a tune or a lyric. And I can't sing to save my life. So okay. thank you very much for listening, people. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you next. That's the last you'll be hearing from Kerry for the next 40 minutes. <laughs> um, and our last one is our last guest on our show, host, producer, producer James. 
Yeah, well, I'm here to provide some balance to that because I am obsessed with music. Music is the main thing in my life. Just to give you a bit of context, I'm my little room here where I record the podcasts. The only things you'll find in this room are uh, I've got framed pictures on the wall all related to music. I've got bookshelves of books about music. I'm wearing a band T-shirt and behind me and around me are about two and a half thousand vinyl records. Wow. So That sounds like my previous life. Vincy, what about you? Uh, well, I I'm gonna I'm gonna bring the balance back down again because I'm I'm not quite uh, as not into music as Carrie is. I'm a little bit like Sean in that I used to be more into music than I am now. So I, I do much more listen to podcasts and the spoken word now. But I I still uh, do appreciate music. Um, I wouldn't say that I can never remember lyrics or words or anything like that. I would just say that for me, after a certain point, it. it it just stopped mattering so much to me. I find that I'm getting a bit more into it now as I see my sons get, getting into their teenage years and uh, later teenage years, and some and one of them is becoming much more interested in music and sort of you know religiously hunting things down and getting into niches and things like that. I I must admit I think actually I, Lindsay that that I, that would would be me. My son's just turning five, and I was very proud the other day when he asked to listen to the Clash. So you know. <laughs> Let's continue then, and I'm going to bring us all back on topic here, And because uh, we have done a couple of episodes already in our show. I think it was around three years ago. Was it three years ago, Sean? Wow. Okay, well, at it's least... season nine, Lindsay. I mean, we have been on the At toilet. least it was three seasons ago, if not more, and we'll put the link in the show notes. We did a two-parter. We did one episode on songs and one episode on music. But in those episodes, we talked more about how these things related to teaching, uh, using music in the classroom, using songs in the classroom. Uh, we we touched a little bit on how teachers are viewed or education and schools are viewed in songs, but not a whole episode. And we thought it'd be nice to do a roundtable, come back to the roundtable and do that in a bit in the similar way that we've done things about how teachers are portrayed in movies. We've had that conversation. We've also done a roundtable on Dead Poet Society. So to, to start us off, I would have, I would, I wanted to um, I asked everyone, we all decided to bring in songs under different categories. So the, the there are songs that are about teachers teaching or education explicitly, that they might have the word teacher in the title or they might have the word school uh, in the lyrics. And they, they talk about that explicitly. So each of us have brought maybe some songs or can talk about songs uh, that, that do that. And, and what, 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 what can we learn about how the teacher and education is viewed in popular culture through that lens? Then uh, we've also got another category of songs, which, which uh, songs that we think should be about teaching or that many teachers say this is actually a song about teaching you may think it's a song about something else but uh, if you're a teacher you hear it in a different way and so we will um we'll talk about that as well sound good everyone sounds great uh, yeah i'm not yeah. going to follow those categories at all but yeah i'm, <laughs> I'm going to ask if i can kick off on the first category because why don't we have Carrie, nothing to say okay. well <laughs> Carrie, why don't you kick us off on the first category and by the way all songs are welcome here if we can fit them in the category and we'll go where the conversation takes us so songs and teaching and songs songs about teaching Carrie. Okay, what? so from my very limited repertoire of bits and bobs that I kind of remember, it just seemed to me that all of the songs that were coming back to me were not about teaching, they were about holidays. So like School's Out for Summer and all those kind of stories, all those songs about, you know, yay, no more school. Um, and 
And then the only one that kind of crept into my mind, which I'd only come across recently through the Mamma Mia 2, was I Kissed the Teacher. I had absolutely no knowledge of that as an ABBA song when they were actually singing. So did, did you, does anyone else know that one? I did, yeah. I, I actually thought about it for, as, as a choice uh, um, uh, for it, but then something, uh, something else came up. But I do something, know that. Much be- something much better came up, probably. But yeah. I just no, no, it's actually no, more, more I, esoteric, yeah. I'd have thought. I, sorry, I, sorry. Eva, what, uh, could you just say that what the song was and who it's by for us? Abba, I kissed the teacher. And it's the opening number, I think, in Mamma Mia 2. I can help here because I also brought this song to the thing. That was one of the songs. Now, Carrie started talking about um, how one category of songs about teaching and teachers and education seems to be the holiday category. Yeah. Um, I think there's this other one, the one that you mentioned, and it's when I, uh, I got it as When I Kissed the Teacher by ABBA. Um, it's It's off the album Arrival and it's from 1976. Um, you, can, first... you, know, you just know that Lindsay did that on Wikipedia, don't you? I, <laughs> I totally did. But not only that, I, I was also, what I did as part of my research was looking at videos, music videos of songs about teachers and education to kind of look at like how these were viewed. And lots of these music videos were from the 80s and maybe early 90s. Um, but when you look at, my, I, when I kiss the teacher, there's a lovely little video about it, which is so hilarious. So it's a, an ABBA video. Um, and there weren't that many ABBA videos. But there's an ABBA video of When I Kissed the Teacher. And I just love the lyrics. Um, it starts, everybody screamed when I kissed the teacher. They must have thought they dreamed when I kissed the teacher. All my friends at school, they had never seen the teacher blush. He looked like a fool. So, um, <laughs> so do, we I need think, to, do we need to put an explicit warning on this podcast? Or is it... not, well, not yet. But, um, but I thought, <laughs> I, I, as Kerry had said that that one, because I, I, I brought this one as well, I wanted to link it to another one of a category of the way I think teachers are often viewed in music. And that is the teacher almost like as an object of desire or sexual desire. So when there, I There is a the lot teacher, of songs in that category. Yeah, well, When I Kiss the Teacher by Abbott is the clear one. And then there's the other quite famous one, which, of course, is The Police, Don't Stand So Close to Me. Young teacher, the subject of schoolgirl fantasy. She wants me so badly, knows what she wants to be. Inside her, there's longing, this girl's an open page. Yeah, absolutely. Sung by a former teacher, of course. Yes, 1980. Uh, uh, and Sting, of course, was a former English teacher, no less. He was an was English he teacher. Thought, was it yeah. not math? I thought it was math. So, okay. Well, Wikipedia has them. Mu- in music teacher. ignorance. So when I was looking at that song, Don't Stand So Close to Me, um, I did a bit of reading up on it um, because I used to be a big police fan. And I, um, because there's always the rumors of like, because Sting was an English teacher, is this song, Don't Stand So Close to Me, is it based on real 
like a real life experience. And it's interesting because in 1981, an interview about uh, with Sting for like a biography of the uh, the police, he said um, he had done, he said I'd done teaching practice at secondary schools and been through the business of having 15 year old girls fancying me and me really fancying them. How I kept my hands off them, I don't know. Um, and then there was my love for Lolita, Ugh. which I think is a brilliant it's just novel. A the whole song is creepy. The whole song it is, is creepy. Like, it yeah. really doesn't Ooh, it doesn't yeah. doesn't stand up on uh, 20, in 2019. Welcome to the age of Me Too. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say has hashtag Me Too all over it. <laughs> so yeah. I think it is quite a creepy song. And despite Sting having said that in 1981, he comes back again and is asked about it again around 15 years later. He says um, he says that he was, um, he said, you have to remember that we were all blonde bombshells at the time and most of our fans were girls. So I started role-playing and tried to exploit that. And then in 2001, Sting comes back again and says, the song is in no way ever autobiographical. I was just sort of making it up. So who knows? Yeah, we'll, leave it, we'll leave it at that. Sure. But it is a bit of a, it's a bit of a creepy song, but it does fall into a category. It does. Songs about teachers that like, that people liking or loving their teacher or attracted to the and teacher. if you think ah. it's a if you think it's a kind of uh kind of 80s uh 1980s 1990s trope it it actually the song that i will bring into this category bizarrely is from 1954 1954 <laughs> yeah 1954 okay. I, I i said uh when carrie was talking about abba that was kind of i thought of that song but then um I, I, if you were listening to the news uh, i think it was last week doris day died Oh, and, yeah. and Doris Day is my mum's all-time hero. So I was just kind of, I was, I put Spotify on and I was just listening to some Doris Day uh, songs. And then this song popped up and I thought, oh, that's coincidental. It's called Teacher's Pet. So Doris Day, <laughs> Teacher's Pet. It's so a 1954. Teacher's Pet. I want to be Teacher's Pet. I want to be her. To you as I can get. That's the lesson. We're guessing your best in mm, teachers. Here are the lyrics. I want to be the, a teacher's pet. I want to be huddled and cuddled as close to you as I can get. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and then it just goes on like this. One kiss will do at the start. I'm sure with a little homework, I'll graduate to your heart. So this is 1954. Oh, <laughs> so, How much do you want to bet that was written by a man? Uh, probably. It's actually. I think. I think actually, it's from a film, and it is ha so hashtag 2019. Sure. But you know, we we talk. We just talked about Sting's lyrics being creepy, and obviously, with the with the death of Doris Day, everybody talks about this kind of like they saw almost here is this kind of this this angelic kind of. Uh, uh, figure and uh, they were the lyrics of one of their songs anyway so well, the, the other one then we can't I, I'm sorry but we cannot leave this little part of the conversation about um, how teachers portrayed as object of desire without um, uh, another 1980s one which was also made famous by its video um, and also would not hold up well in 2019 at all which is Van Halen's 1984 Hot for Teacher Lindsay, you are a Van Halen fan, yeah, so you probably know. Well, I, I used to be, yeah. yes. I mean, but the lyrics, listen to the lyrics on here, if it's not, uh, if this isn't also a bit along the same vein, although taking it harder core, I think of all the education that I missed, but then my homework was never quite like this. Ow, I got it bad, got it bad, got it bad. I'm hot for teacher. <laughs> so, so there. Um, 
and 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 the video is another one of these like crazy sort of very cheesy videos with images of school and then teachers throwing off clothes and being in bikinis. Interestingly enough, the video of Don't Stand So Close to Me has Sting at the end ripping off, he's marking papers and at the end he suddenly starts opening his shirt, pulls off his shirt completely and they're all kind of doing this sexy dance. So there you go. That, that's what marking does to you. I mean, I I guess. we're all doing when we're marking. I guess, I guess. <laughs> Uh, let's move on quickly. <laughs> All right, James. Yeah, do you, on, James, James, do you haven't, uh, you haven't, we haven't heard from you yet. But you probably didn't choose a song in this category, being a more sensible kind of guy. Absolutely. Yeah. So, well, I uh, the first song I've chosen for this category is, uh, I think, a, 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 a rather sweeter side of things. That's which is the reason why I I chose it because I thought no one's going to have done this. Uh, so it's uh, "Be True to Your School" by the Beach Boys. you being proper <laughs> now i'm a i'm a huge obsessive beach boys fan right but this is not i would say from their finest period it's from the very early days when it was very much like the teeny bob kind of songs I, I mean i still love them but uh they uh but the the lyrics are i've always found this song to be hilarious because i think it may be like the most naive song I, i've ever heard uh, i mean like the chorus is so oh, be I true to your school now just like you would to your girl or guy be true to your school now and let your colors fly. It's oh so my. like, uh, it's oh like, my God, I mean, it is, it's <laughs> like this amazing American anthem of like, you know, and I, I've, I've always found that really curious the way that uh, it seems like Americans are really like loyal to their school. Like it's a real, like really well, important well, part it, of their identity. And this song yeah. is the embodiment of that. I, it's true, though, but I mean, it's it's got to be one of those kind of rarer songs where school is actually considered like a good thing or something to, to move towards. Uh, I mean, and not an object of sexual desire or like all those other teacher ones that we were just talking about. But this is because a lot of the songs that I think about when, which have school is is exactly the opposite. It's like school is terrible. Education yeah. is bad. Um, and 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 you need to escape or or it's kind of grinding you down. Oh, yeah, that's it's interesting because uh, the other the song that I would if I had to choose one song in this category, uh, I would go for one that I think this is more nostalgic for me. But it was it was almost nostalgic at the time it came out, which would be about nineteen eighty two as well. And I don't see it as being positive or negative. It was just seeing school as it was, uh, which and that song is um, uh, "Baggy Trousers" by Madness. Oh yeah. But I don't think it. I don't think it portrays it in any way. You know, you get naughty boys in nasty schools, headmasters yeah. breaking all the rules. You know, teachers passing around the ready rubbed and all that. And it, but it was. I mean, that's when I went to school, and it was almost described perfectly uh, what school. So I don't think. I don't think it's got that. I don't think it's like this over loyalness that you were talking about, or the or the seedy side of school. I think that song uh, just captured school as it was in, in the 1980s. I don't. Maybe that's me. No, no, yeah, I think I, I agree. With, I mean, like any of these nostalgia things, it, you know, it's never exactly the way it was. But I mean, I, I was a 
little kid when that came out and and I, I get the same nostalgia wave when I hear that song so we've got songs that are sort of neutral or nice about school songs that are about teachers uh, as sort of sexual objects of desire or or or, or sort of like a, a, a trying to falling in love with the teacher I mean what about what about songs which which are anti-school I mean I'm you know I'm pushing everyone in the direction if you're <laughs> if people are listening or are probably shouting the name of the song that we're all thinking about here which is of course Pink Floyd's another brick in the wall with the famous anthem we don't need no education we don't need no education We don't need no thoughts control. What do you so, want, what do you want to say about it? It's just like, I mean, it's a it's a dull song. I'm I'm disgusted you brought it into the podcast. I mean, I it's knew, just I knew any music snobs. I knew you'd be thinking, oh well, if no. You want to, if you want Pink Floyd, I mean, we can go much better Pink Floyd. But it's kind of there are songs. Are you not thinking there are songs that are ruined by being a teacher, and that's one of them. You know, it's kind yeah. of like it, it's always in the song file at school. It's, um, you, Kerry was talking about uh, summer summer songs. It's like Summer Holiday by Cliff Richard. You know, how many times has that? Been? I know oh. it's in a course book, yeah. but how many times <laughs> has it been done as the song yeah. lesson? So I think there are some songs that are just. What do you, you know, think that do, what, do you think a brick in the wall has been done as a song lesson? It comes up in many a course book on the okay. topic of education. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously not huh. one. You, obviously not one you've written, Lindsay. But <laughs> obviously not. Obviously, not. obviously. I mean the other. I mean there's other. There, I mean again, my 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 musical taste always veered towards like rock and metal and things like that. And so obviously there's lots more sort of idea of like anti-school tropes and stuff. So the other one, of course, is something like um, uh, "Smoking in the Boys' Room" by Motley Crue. Learning a lot about Lindsay's school school life. <laughs> character. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Just listening to this kind of like the, the lyrics that like sitting in the classroom thinking it's a drag, listening to the teacher rap, just ain't my bag. When the two bills ring, you know it's my cue. Gonna meet the boys on the floor, number two. <laughs> but I mean, it's just uh, like this whole idea of like school is like. Like I think pop music and rock music, especially and especially heavy metal, would always want to kind of be countercultural, right? Well, so yeah, it's kind of anti-establishment anti kind of thing. It's anti. It? So, so anti-school songs kind of sit in for anti-establishment and rebellious it, behavior. It, it's really interesting. Right? I'm just thinking about how we've approached this because I, I know that I mean we're basically you suggested categories to us, and all I thought of were songs I really enjoyed that mentioned school in it, like Baggy Trousers or uh, <laughs> The Future. I don't, you know, James might know this, but. Uh, but uh, um, uh, you two probably uh, won't. Uh, Tim Book Three, the future's so bright you've got to wear shades. I study nuclear science. I love my classes. I got a crazy teacher who wears dark glasses. Things are going great, and they're only getting better. I'm doing all right, getting good grades. The future's so bright. I gotta wear shades. 
that's a really interesting song about a teacher. Uh, and it just came into my head a minute, yeah. um, uh, uh, immediately. It says, I study nuclear science. I love my classes. I've got a crazy teacher. He wears dark glasses. And that's how the song goes. So, you know, my mind just thought of all this kind of romantic, <laughs> fun, poppy um, kind of songs. <laughs> are there any songs that are written from the teacher's point of view, apart um the Don't Stand Too Close to Me? <laughs> <laughs> which, which we've established is perhaps not the way to write yes. a song about teachers. Yes. Because oh, they're, like, they're all from the student's point of view, aren't they? You know, it's all yeah, about what well, it's, it's about being taught rather than being the teacher. I mean, it's obvious as well because, you know, like pop songs, they're not going to be from the. Um, yeah. So I suppose if you, want, if you want, you want the, the, the listener to identify. Right. So if they're writing for yeah. a listenership of, of, of teenagers, what I couldn't find or, or I could, but I just didn't know them. And I suppose this all betrays our age. Did anyone bring in any sort of like hip hop or rap or more oh, yeah. recent? Yeah, pop I've got. Well, I mean, are, recently yeah. I've got Daft Punk. Daft Punk did a really good track called Teachers. All right. Which is basically a big list of the people that inspired them. So yeah, it's not but, about but I thought that was teaching. interesting for two reasons because uh, it was teachers yeah. and not like the role model of the classroom, but teachers. Well, I've got two songs here, which I think are sort of an interesting perspective on education. So the first is a James Brown song called Don't Be a Dropout. Now, a good friend of mine sat with me and he cried. Told me a story, I know you had a lie. And so it's really interesting that uh, you've got this uh, this song, which is basically uh, about um, making sure that you get your education. You need to get your education. The um, chorus is, uh, tell me one more time, people now, what do you say? Without an education, you might as well be dead. Wow. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Right. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> oh, all right. So, so, so that needs to be in a course book then. Yeah. Wow. So what what it does is he goes through different examples of like people who didn't get their education and and how they weren't able to to achieve various things in their lives. And I think it's really interesting because I mean, uh, at the time this was written uh, in the late '60s, you know, the, the James Brown was like his a lot of his songs were really like deliberately supposed to be like empowering the african-american yeah. community in the united states right to say you know the you know you need to do this you need to do this like very deliberately political uh, uh songs and and this is one of those examples right um and there are other more famous songs that he that he did which uh on the same line and then later i, I have uh, uh it's quite interesting because it's uh, about uh 20 years later there's a song by krs1 called you must learn it's calm yet And it's uh, the the same basics, the same thing, right? It's uh, an African American performer speaking to the African American community, saying, "You must get an education." So he says things like, "Just filled with facts, and you will never get weak in the hearts. In fact, you'll start to illuminate knowledge to others in a song." Let me demonstrate the force of knowledge. Knowledge reigns supreme. The ignorant is ripped to smithereens. 
Wow. So, so I think that that kind of like that that way of looking at education as being like a form of empowerment uh, in, in songs is another really interesting trope as well. But it's so interesting as a counterpoint then to like kind of the countercultural approach to to yeah. um, to education of sort of like we don't need it, it's bad, or even like take for example Rock and Roll High School by the Ramones. Whereas, uh, well, I don't care about history, rock, rock, rock and roll high school, because that's not where I want to be, rock, rock, rock and roll high school. You know, th so that's all kind of, again, like the anti, the anti thing. And now you've mentioned history. You have to say, don't know much about history. Don't know much well, about yes. biology. <laughs> Sam, Sam Cook, right? <laughs> yeah, Sam Cook, wonderful world. Yes. Don't know much about history. Don't know much biology. Don't know much about a science book. That's another course book favorite. Well, then, but then oh. also, that's a, it's a song that is it a song about teaching? Because obviously, but I do know that I love you and blah blah blah. Because yeah. because it's this, it lists all the obviously all the uh, all the subjects. Or is it a song that goes into our later category? That a song that isn't about teaching, them, but that, that, that should be. But yeah. on on a on a different note, oh, 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 it's very tenuously about teaching. <laughs> well, yeah, well, <laughs> you course book writers tenuously, tenuously add it in there. Yes, that's true. Um, yes. But I'm thinking now of the playlist that we're going to put together for this episode. You know, because obviously we'll put all the songs uh, if we can on on YouTube or Spotify in a playlist. But this playlist is going to have like KRS One, Van Halen, Sam Cooke. It's going to be the most eclectic mix of songs. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I have another song that I wanted to mention as well uh, uh, about uh, about teachers. Um, okay. And uh, uh, this is, uh, so, you know, this is really uh, damning of teachers, this one. Um, okay. And the lyrics are kind of brilliant because they're by Morrissey. Uh, so it's a Smith song called The Headmaster's Ritual. Uh, so the the lyrics, as I say, are, are, are incredible. You know, like uh, it, it, the first verse goes, belligerent ghouls run Manchester schools, spineless swines, cemented mines, sir leads the troops, jealous of youth, same old suit since 1962. He does the military two-step down the nape of my neck. Wow. Oh, my. <laughs> oh. Oh, but, wow. to, you know, to be fair to uh, Morrissey, I don't think I would have wanted to go to one of those schools in, in Manchester in the in the early, you know, early to mid 70s. It probably wasn't the nicest place to be. No. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, when you, you that sort of portrayal of teachers is, is uh, I mean, not uncommon, is it, as these kind of authoritarian. Well, that's of, a, that, well, that's another brick in the wall, isn't it? That's yeah. the exact same. Oh, uh, exactly. Going back to that song, James. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think there's a challenge on here to see how many times you can actually mention it, Lindsay. Oh, right. I'll, I'll, I'll try to... Oh, it. Terry! Let's, let's wrap up. I want to wrap up this segment and, and, and we'll take a break. But are there any last words, any other final songs or categories of songs that we think uh, 
are common, like common tropes. We've been talking about tropes for um, talking about teachers and education and teaching and music. Any well, other ones? We, we've covered the four major ones, haven't we? Summer holidays. Yeah. Is, I, can I, think of, I can think of one. Oh, really? And I really feel bad about bringing it up because it's a real downer. So I don't even know if I should is do it. Well, is there a Pink Floyd song more attached? Of, <laughs> more, of a down, more of a downer than uh, he does the military two-step down yeah, exactly. the nape of my yeah. neck. <laughs> Some of the songs well, yeah, it is, it is actually more of a downer than that because it's, um, it's the Boomtown Rats Tell Me Why I, I Don't Like Monday. Is that about oh. is that about teaching? No, but is it it isn't is it, it is about a school shooting and there have been oh, more is it than really? oh, I never yes, yeah. which is worse, which is what is what makes it so horrendous. The first time I heard the origins of that song because wow, it's all set in a school, right? And I'm going to shoot, shoot, shoot the whole day down. It's all set in a school, but it's set about it's all about a 1979 Cleveland elementary school shooting in San Diego. And uh, the minute you kind of find out the song behind that story, yeah. all of a sudden it becomes so depressing. And there's another one that was like that as well by Pearl Jam called Jeremy, which was one of their early popular songs by the group Pearl Jam. And that was also about a um, a, shoot, a school shooting. So I think that the and I I wouldn't be surprised to hear that there are more songs like that out there that kind of touch yeah. on really sad aspect of education that young people, certainly in America, kind of wrestle with. Yeah, I would say that the um, the most famous one maybe uh, Ohio by Crosby, Stills, Nash and oh, Young. Oh yeah, okay. If we're talking about a university, is that Kent State University, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. that happy note <laughs> well, shall, we, <laughs> shall we take a break um and come back and we're going to talk about uh songs that aren't explicitly about teaching but maybe should be In our first part of our podcast, we've talked about songs uh, about teaching, teachers and education and how uh, different ways that those things are viewed in popular culture. Certainly in Western popular culture, let's say, because we were drawing on the songs that we knew. Um, of course, if you think of any other songs that um, that we missed or important ones that we missed or ones in other languages that, 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 that touch on the same themes, you can share with us. Uh, we'll give you all the information about how you can contact us at the end of the show. Let's go on, though, to our next part, which were which was songs that aren't about teaching, but that could be, should be, really ought to be, or secretly are, if you're a teacher, they, they speak to you in a different way. And I think this is this came up because we, um, if you start doing searches on online for songs about teaching, you do get like these teacher websites where they're like, these songs should really be about teaching, or this is so much about teaching. So who wants to start us off on this? 
Well, okay, I've got one, which is a total uh, cliche pop song, which is okay. totally, totally not about teaching, uh, but it could be. And um, so it's Taylor Swift and Shake It Off. I've seen this. I, I know the song. How could it be about teaching? I don't know the lyrics. Yes. Oh, okay. Because you've got the haters gonna hate, hate, hate. They could just be the students who you're oh, okay, critics, right, right, right. you know. And the players gonna play, play, play. So you're teaching a class of teenagers. There's always someone who's playing up or not paying yeah. attention or whatever. And as a teacher, what am I gonna do? I'm just gonna shake it off, you know. So. I think that could be a good teacher's anthem just to kick off. I'm just there. getting my head around Kerry talking and... about Taylor Swift. It's just. Uh... <laughs> oh, I, I, I know that song. I love that song. I, 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 well, going back to my. It's, I, it is like on my son's playlist. Of... This it's is like... the kind of music that's on my radar, sadly. That is the kind of thing I do know. I, I'll, the, the other ones I've got are going to be equally like, oh my God. My diplomatic silence. Yes, yes, Thank you, Jay. Hey, don't knock Taylor Swift. I'm going to put a word in for Taylor as well. Although I wonder if her new, one of her newer songs, Look What You Made Me Do, could be applied to teachers. <laughs> James, James, did you realise that we are two Taylor Swift fans as, as co? Yeah, closet. Let them get it out. That's just... Yeah. <laughs> yes. If anyone goes on my Spotify, I swear it's because my sons are listening to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's on the heavy rotation? All right. Anyone else? We had. Well, it, we had I mean, it, I, it when we were talking about this category last week, the most obvious one for me is "I Will Survive" by Gloria Gaynor. You know, first I was afraid I was petrified. But I get the feeling that I will survive. Could be could be roped in to do about anything, anywhere, anytime. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> it's just, like, kind of could be about sports, relationships, teaching, totally. yeah, yeah, working yeah, yeah, in yeah. a factory. Well, um, I think that's the same. If anything, I mean, there's my other my other entry into this category would probably be Aretha Franklin's "Respect," mainly because I was watching the Blues yes. Brothers the other night. <laughs> and respect, uh, and I think respect. But yeah, like you, this, as you just said about um, I will survive, uh, Lindsay. It, of course could apply to any profession or anybody that that is disrespected but i think they're both they both could be about teaching for sure anything else then uh, lindsay since... Um, I, I didn't have anything that I was <gasps> nothing really jumped to mind for well, me. I, this I, kind have, of... um, I have a couple of uh, suggestions for things that are, um, you Go know, I it. thought were, uh, things related to the classroom. So, for example, songs like Monitor by Susie and the Banshees <laughs> or uh, Blackboard Jungle by the Upsetters. And, uh, oh, yes, uh, and my favorite, uh, White Chalk by PJ Harvey. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. No, you've got to give it me. It's pretty clever. I mean, it's... I'm giving you your dues on that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Thank you very much. Thank you. I am I am moving close up to the Taylor Swift fans, though, at the moment, James. So... <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. I, I, Fair okay, enough. I've got a 
I've got another one in the Taylor Swift vein. Oh, I think you're going to say Taylor Swift. No, 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 no. no. It's Ariana Grande, he asks excitedly. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Damn, I'm sure she's got something. Uh, so, um, this is it's only a tiny little clip from the lyrics, but uh, Issues by Julia Michaels. Because I got issues, but you got them too. So give them all to me and I'll give mine to you. Let's give them the glory of all our problems. Because we got the kind of love it takes to suffer. Yeah, I got issues. And um, it's got, because I got issues and you got them too. And then there's this whole idea of the teenage class again, you know, sort of differentiation. The students have got their issues, the teachers have got their issues, and then there's a lovely description that could be a classroom going mad. So you do shit on purpose, you get mad and you break things, you feel bad, try to fix things, you're a poorly wired circuit. They're thinking, yes, so many. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking, I don't want to teach Carrie's classes. I'm not going to say that. If you need a substitute, don't call me. Shake it off and you're yeah, shared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they work it out, you see, because it's like they've got issues, they share them, they work them out. It's okay. It's a love song. It's not about teaching at all, but I quite like that one. Can I just do one more that's going to make you shudder, James? Okay, you ready? Oh, dear. Okay, go Bracing on, yourself. I'm what ready. About, what about Bruno Mars' The Lazy Song? Today I don't feel like doing anything I just want to lay in my bed Don't feel like picking up my phone So leave a message at the tone Cause today I swear I'm not doing anything <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> No? I just perfect. <laughs> oh, what, a, what about... Uh, happy, lazy. happy. <laughs> no, no, no. What about la- if we're going to talk about lazy? We do lazy by uh, Express Two and, and David Byrne. And the chorus says. Uh, you know, I'm wicked and I'm lazy. Don't you want to save me? Uh, so David Byrne takes us to Talking Heads, which takes us to the road, the road to nowhere, which is what teaching feels like. Okay, so uh, I have a, uh, a top ten here of songs which aren't Ooh. about um, aren't about teaching, but I think uh, our audience will enjoy. Uh, so, are you ready for my uh, course book top ten? I can feel pain coming here. <laughs> I, I, I feel awkward. An awkward silence settled That's across. That's that kind of enthusiastic. Yeah, yeah. I'm just. I I got, I'm you, you do that, James. I'm going to Google. You've got Taylor two course book writers at the table, but go on. <laughs> two sides and complete silence. Well, uh, okay. Anyway, here we go. go cue the music. At number ten, it's "Cutting Edge" by Demi Rogers. At number nine, it's Outcomes by Beck. At number eight, it's Jetstream. Can I just stop you? Uh, Lindsay's desperately thinking of when Global can appear in this top ten at this moment. I know. I mean, yeah. Is there a Global in there? (laughs) Number seven is Uncover by Zara Larson. (laughs) At at number six, it's Daft Punk with Face to Face. (laughs) At number five, it's... 
straightforward by Erotic Dream. <laughs> God, seriously. Carrie, did you know that? I didn't even know there was a song. Anyway, go on. Of course I did with my wide musical knowledge. <laughs> but th- this is how the, the titles are dreamt up then, just kind yeah. of people sat in their rooms with their 2000 vinyls, yes? All right, go <laughs> okay, on. And- at number four, it's From Now On with Innovations. <laughs> At number three, it's everyone's favourite, Taylor Swift with Eyes Open. Oh, oh, At number two, it's Lil Baby with Global. Yay! Yay! Got it there, got it there. Good And at number one, an instant classic, it's George Formby with I'm Making Headway Now. Oh, oh my wonderful. That was a deep cut for English teachers. Yeah. There were a couple of uh, special mentions there for certain course books by certain people. I hope you noticed. Yeah. yeah. Yes, thank you very much. Thank, thank you very much. We started season nine with such a bang and we're finished on, on all, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find us if they want to uh, contribute some songs of their own? Yeah, so if you've got songs or you dis- uh, you, you disagree with us or have songs that you think we've missed out on, then why don't you come and post a comment on the Facebook page? Obviously, that's Tefl Commute. You can find us on our own website, tefelcommute.com. And of course, if you want to listen to the songs, we're going to put a playlist on Spotify and a playlist on YouTube. So you'll also be able to comment there and this is probably the last you'll hear of me this season so i'll say goodbye thank you for joining us and i'll see you for season 10 in the autumn bye all right let's have some final last words and farewells from other people around our table thanks a lot goodbye have a good summer uh thanks everyone uh, happy listening and uh see you soon okay and i'd like to uh also say thank you to everybody and um yeah well we'll we'll see you next time in the meantime Sounds like school's out. You've been listening to The Tevil Commute, an original podcast produced and presented by Lindsay Clanfield, Sean Wilden and James Taylor. Don't miss out on any episodes by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or your podcast player of choice and by visiting us at tevilcommute.com. Uh-huh.